You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to episode 5 of Awaken Radio. I have such a beautiful episode for you today. I actually have my first ever international guest on the show, which I'm super excited about. Today, I'm going to be talking to Jennifer Cass, and she is a writer and speaker living in New York City. She's a holistic health and happiness coach who guides clients in one-on-one transformational programs that align all areas of your life, allowing you to step into your full potential. Jennifer uses practical spiritual tools that provide a gateway to your inner happiness and a holistic approach integrating diet and lifestyle changes for a radical shift. If you'd like to connect with Jennifer and find out more about her work, go to jennifercassllc.com and she has a beautiful site full of uh, videos and and information and she's also got a, a document you can download called the happiness blueprint which is a guide to clearing the blocks to reconnect with your power source with uh within you to create a life you love so pop over to her site and check out her work now i can see that jennifer's on the line so i'm going to bring her on and we're going to start this really beautiful conversation that we're going to have today about clearing the blocks to self-love and i know that for so many of you self-love is a it's a big topic and it's something that that many people struggle with and that many of us are really seeking as well. So this is going to be a really powerful conversation. So let me bring Jennifer on the line. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on your Oh, are you there, Jennifer? I can't, I can't hear you. I just lost you for a moment there. <laughs> Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Sorry, you just cut hi. out. Um, hi. <laughs> it's so exciting to have you here calling all, um, all in the way from New York City. That's so awesome. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I saw uh, Jamie, uh, your last or recent speaker, um, post about your radio show. And I Sorry, Jennifer, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. I'm not sure why we're cutting out. Have you got an okay internet connection over there? I do. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry. I just was losing you in bits and pieces, but it's all right. I'm sure it will uh, it will smooth out as we keep talking. Okay, maybe it just has to catch up. <laughs> maybe it is. Cool, okay. So we're going to have a really awesome conversation today about clearing the blocks to self-love. And I I know by reading your work and also with the work I do that we're both really, really passionate about this topic. And where I wanted to start with this today was to discuss this topic of self-love because a lot of clients come to me sort of saying, I, you know, what's missing in my life is self-love and I want to cultivate more of that. And I'm sure you come across this as well a lot in your work. And and people come to me kind of 
feeling as though it's like a destination, like something they need to work towards and, and attain by like, give me some tools and practices and, and let's get this self-love, you know, thing happening in my life. And then mm-hmm. to me, I really feel like that's one of the greatest games that the ego kind of plays with us is this illusion that love is outside of us or that we don't have that love already that we actually have to go on a journey to find it. But ultimately, that love is who we are and that love is inside of us always. And mm-hmm. so as I know um, you, you covering your work, and this is what we're going to be talking about today, is quite simply just releasing those blocks, those fearful illusions that stand in between our awareness of that love that's, that's already there and is always there. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. And that's that's exactly it. And that's why I was just so excited to talk with you because I can I can just feel how much you you get this and how much you understand this and and how many uh you know, how many people you're affecting with this level of awareness um around really what I consider um self-love is really the baseline of spirituality um it's the baseline of health uh happiness um it's actually the foundation from which every uh beautiful relationship grows um it's you know it's how we magnetize our soulmate to us it's how we manifest abundance um it's how our our life's purpose unfolds it, it comes from this internal st- internal space of love um so I love everything you said. And so clearing mm-hmm. the blocks, of course, is, is, the, is the work. It's not about finding love or, um, or really uh, fixing anything. Um, you know, there's nothing, we're not broken and there's really nothing wrong with us. And, and I think that if we even want, if we even have the desire to experience self-love, that's amazing. Um, most people... Uh, I know when I came, when I found my path, I didn't even know what that language meant. And mm-hmm. it sounded kind of weird. And I was embarrassed <laughs> to even use the phrase for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded, um, I don't know, like all the words that are sort of negative, like selfish or self-indulgent or egotistical. You know, there's so much misunderstanding just around that expression. Um before we're actually experiencing it. So really when I came to the work, I was just wanting to feel better and have my life work because I was in such a space of struggle. And the idea of experiencing self-love or even happiness for an extended period of time was so far out of reach in my, in my reality. So, um, so so I think that if people even have the desire to experience this or even know what that means, then, I mean, they're just so close <laughs> to, mm. uh, to, clearing, to clearing out what's blocking them. Wow. I, I actually love that because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that for a while because I, too, have been on a journey similar to you where, you know, this whole feeling of love just seemed so foreign for so many years. I was really caught in fear and negativity and, and all that stuff. Um, and I guess I forget that 
that sometimes that language self-love you're right it does have a, a bit of a negative connotation to it like it's, it is an egotistical thing mm. um, and even it, as you said the yearning starts off because you start going something isn't working I'm not feeling right where is this happiness where is this feeling I want to experience and it kind of starts you on the journey to then mm. getting to the space where you're like okay now I want to bring more more self-love and really cultivate this relationship but I think that's a, a really beautiful thing that I think perhaps I'd forgotten about that space that I was once in where even the concept of self-love was a bit foreign. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is the most powerful moment, that moment when someone says, I know that I can be happy and I'm not, you know, just that desire and that willingness to move forward in a new way. That's key. So really the biggest thing that I focus on is choice. You know, it's about taking responsibility um, rather than just going with the flow of really a lot of what's not working for us, whether it's our relationships, you know, the food we're eating, um, the thoughts we're thinking, the, the, the job we go to every day. It's, it's really when we wake up to the truth that some of those relationships or the job or the food choices, you know, or whatever else we're doing, when we wake up to uh, to the reality that maybe those things aren't serving us, that's the pivotal moment. For me, I sort of have to hit a lot of rock bottoms, but not not everyone <laughs> needs to experience that level of um, struggle. But it really gives you that opportunity to bounce and go higher than you ever would without this, um, you know, without these challenges that we face. The challenges are such, they're divine opportunities um, to really uh, break, break free and crack open into who we really are. And so I guess that leads us to actually sort of identifying what are the blocks so people can sort of understand the first steps to clearing these blocks because it's really not about finding or discovering uh, or fixing or being something different or thinking or doing anything. It's really about clearing the this like, sort of brushing off um, these old ideas, old habits, old ways of seeing and being and so that we can act, just reveal what's already waiting for us inside. Mm. And I think that's what you shared is really reassuring for anyone who's starting out on their journey or wherever they're at on their journey is knowing that if that even that slight willingness is there, then the journey's begun and you are so much closer than you think you are because you are have already woken up to the fact that that the way that you're doing things or the way that things are or the fear based perceptions just aren't working for you and there's that there's that little spark within that's saying I'm ready to connect with something else. I'm ready to find a new way. And, and that's really such a beautiful place to start for anyone who's in that space, you know, to recognize you're so much closer than, than you think you are. So that's a really beautiful um, perspective to share with people. And so you're talking now about these, these blocks that, that get in the way. What's, well, where do you sort of start you know, with that? Well, and so before we before we um, wake up to that desire to to feel different and do things differently, and um, that willingness to to move forward in a new direction, we're sort of living in the nightmare 
of these of these blocks and the the main blocks the biggest challenges that we face are four things so it's fear doubt lack and limitation and so what this looks like is addiction uh unhealthy cravings um codependency and relationships um you know staying in jobs that we hate i mean we literally you know can't we can hardly get out of bed in the morning but we're still doing it um it's it looks like judging attack blaming complaining confusion worry you know any uh any um feeling or emotion that causes us discomfort or brings us into that space of struggle it's actually fear and so we don't always look at fear as uh you know we usually think of fear and we're you know talking about don't walk down the dark alley but really we so many of us live in a state of fear you know it comes out in anxiety depression um you know not speaking uh not speaking up not standing up for ourselves not leaving the relationship not leaving the job you know whatever whatever that looks like mm-hmm. um and so it's these four um these four challenges in our thought and belief system that we have either you know, sort of been conditioned into believing in or, um, you know, hatched in childhood when, you know, something bad happened. And so, you know, that that tiny um, moment in time where the idea came in, um, which you already identified as the false illusion, the ego's false illusion that, you know, we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or, um, you know, that fear of being abandoned or fear of being alone, it comes in at such a young age times. And then we take that past experience and then bring it with us into our present experience. And then we project it into the future. So we're basically, we're being controlled by these thoughts and beliefs that are just really no longer serving us. And they're, they're blocking us from who we are and they're blocking us from the life that we're meant to be living, living the relationships you know, work we love, um, our health, you know, our healthy weight, um, choices that are aligned with our intentions, you know, just on that day-to-day level. Mm. Mm. And I think I I love what you shared there, how you've kind of, I love talking about this conversation of fear because I agree. I, I have this conversation a lot with people and they think the fear is, oh, like a fear of public speaking or fears when I have a, you know, nervousness in my stomach or whatever, but it is, and it's, it's actually the, the space you come from with what you do, and it's fear that's driving each of those actions or those thoughts or those beliefs rather than it, it being a fearful feeling, um, you know, per mm. se. And I think the thing that gets people so caught up in it is we've somehow started to believe that fear is, is more real than love. And and we have this faith in this fear and, and people will, will talk to me and share with me their fearful perceptions and, and, and they believe in them so strongly and say, but this is true, you know, or I have evidence to prove this. So I've been believing it for so long that that it's who I am. And it, it, I think this is the part of the waking up is realizing that that fear is an illusion that isn't your truth and to reconnect with and re-strengthen the relationship with love which which many of us have disconnected from and we've forgotten that that's who we are and so I think these 
you know, the, the game of the ego is to keep us really in those patterns and to keep us in the space of um, forgetting, you know, our truth. Because if we woke up and realized it, the ego wouldn't exist anymore and we, we would just be in our power in that space of love. And so, yeah, a big, a big part of, of what I feel is really fueling this is that we've, we've got this stronger faith in fear than we do in love. We live in a fear-based society. Mm-hmm. So we've been believing in, in the illusion. And, and so as we wake up to this, there's so much to process. There's all of the feelings, um, the forgiveness, forgiveness and believing in these fearful perceptions. Um, you know, these these perceptions that really held us back from all of those beautiful relationships and experiencing our truth, experiencing our best self, um, you know, and, and so as we do this work, it's actually, um, we realize that we don't have to do it alone. You know, we start calling on that, that space, that loving space within. Um, and that's actually how we not only, um, sort of reconnect with it, but it's also how we dissolve and sort of dismantle these uh, fearful illusions. So mm-hmm. I'm a really big believer in, well, not believer, I'm in, um, it's just my favorite thing on earth is, of course, the spiritual perspective. So, you know, from a spiritual perspective, we we have, we have we're spiritual beings having a human experience, right? So we're, you know, we're spirits. And that means we are love and we're still connected to source energy, God, universe, uh, whatever you want to call it. We're still connected to um, this love and this love presence. And so rather than, um, you know, there's different levels I think people are on. So they might be uh, in a very fearful space and they are, using some form of substance or addiction or relationship or job to sort of numb out um, the pain or the feelings or um, uh, and then we, um, you know, the next level up is, oh, just slap on positive affirmations or (laughs) forgive and let go, forgive and release, everything (laughs) is love and light. Okay, so really, uh, you know, from from a spiritual perspective, we um, what we do is we use our inner guide that that power of love um, that lives within us, and we as we begin to witness these fearful illusions, we've we've created awareness around our. Um, uh, let's see, belief and lack are limiting beliefs that we're not good enough or, you know, we can't have that or we can't be with that person or whatever it is. Um, the self-doubt, um, as we begin to witness that, the the biggest tool we have now is to, rather than, um, you know, not experience those painful feelings, um, as they're coming in, you know, by numbing them out or just saying, oh, that's not real, get over it. We actually can use our inner guide and that power source within, and we it's sort of like being alchemists, and we can surrender it and turn it over 
to our inner guide um, to transmute and um, really transmute those uh, fearful perceptions back to love. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be so esoteric. It literally, again, it comes down to a personal responsibility and a choice that we make in every moment. I can choose love or I can choose fear. And that's just what it looks like. So we really become aware that we're in a space of fear, we're in a space of limitation, and then we say, okay, I choose to see this differently. And so, again, that willingness to really show up for yourself and, you know, choose the higher path and, and choose what's really true for you and what's in your heart and say, take this from me, you know, mm-hmm. and giving it up. That actually is what I consider, you know, the the act of surrender. It's giving it up to, you know, our higher self or our inner guide, you know, the power of the universe, whatever you want to call it, to transmute, mm. transform. Because mm, you have that recognition, okay, I, I've, I've detoured into fear. I'm in a fearful perception and, and I'm willing to see this differently or I'm willing to create a shift or change around that. And that, you know, as you've spoken about and, and I practice this so much in my work as well, is the first step, is that powerful awareness to be able to observe and witness what space you're in and what's currently going on and then to take responsibility to make that choice. And the thing that I sometimes see people get uh, a little bit caught up in is is making that choice to, to hand over to our inner guide or to see it with love is still sometimes that faith in that love isn't as strong yet and people kind of there's um, there's an uncertainty about, well, what does that feel like or look like? And I'm just curious on your journey, how you strengthened that relationship with love, how you strengthened mm-hmm. that relationship with your inner guide so that you could have, because I know for me it's been a journey and I'm at a point now where I just know, you know, like that's who I am, mm-hmm. I can feel it, I'm, I have faith completely. But mm-hmm. it takes time to strengthen that a bit and, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, how, you know, for you, how you or how even what you share with your clients to really get that to a place where you know and you feel the love and you know that, that you can hand this over and you'll be taken care of. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's such a process of unfoldment mm. and it's just such an exciting journey. I mean, you start doing it, you notice those subtle shifts and life starts changing. Life life supports us. Life wants to flow through us and take care of us in every moment. The only time that we're not supported is when we're blocking it with fear And so when we just, again, bring in this simple willingness, everything starts changing so fast. But really the key here is a consistent daily practice. And I, you know, I lived in a, in a state, a constant state of fear. It didn't look like that. And I had no idea that I was, but it was always this low level sort of feeling of anxiety and you know, not, not fully going for what I want. And, um, you know, having these um, sort of (laughs) dramatic relationships, and it was just everything looked sort of chaotic, and my emotions were up and down. And it was the the consistent daily practice that started um, changing everything. And so much so that when I began uh, meditating and using a daily prayer, which was literally turning over my thoughts and choices to my inner guide and letting 
letting my inner guide run the show for the day. It was um, it was probably about six months later that I I mean I wasn't even the same person. Nothing, the things that would trigger me before didn't trigger me. I know any physical ailment, whether it was uh, headaches or any digestive issues, um, no physical ailments. Nothing remained. There was there were no grievances. Um, there were no like false illusions, limiting beliefs about me. It's like everything cleared out. It was. Uh, I mean, it really was this. I don't know this really uh, sort of intense spiritual awakening. I didn't even know what that meant until it happened to me, and then I didn't know what other language to use other than that. And again, mm-hmm. the language it sounds really kind of funny, but when you actually just start practicing and, and having this experience, then that's when it all makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it's the consistent daily practice of meditation. And then the prayer is really a moment to moment practice. It's really witnessing when your ego's coming in and uh, trying to take over and make you feel bad and make you do things that aren't aligned with your intentions. Um, and then again, having that willingness to see things differently and shift in that moment, mm-hmm. really. And it's really mm. interesting to watch just the new thought come in that is really who you really are. And it's a more, it's a much more gentle process and it requires a high level of trust and faith. It's the opposite of controlling something and figuring something out. Right. And I'm a recovering control freak and (laughs) I, (laughs) right. So, and, but, but so as we do it, then I'm, as you've experienced, we begin to experience miracles and huge transformations in all of our relationships and how we feel and how we relate in the world and the creative projects that we're able to put out. And most importantly, we're able to, we're able to serve on a higher level and just affect everyone around us, whether it's our friends and family or, you know, serving on a high level in our business. And my clients just started uh, transforming so fast. I mean, it was just so, I so I guess as you do the work, you see the evidence. The physical evidence begins to manifest, and then that's that's really the fun part. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I completely, I I, I believe so strongly in a daily practice of whether it's a spiritual practice, even just that daily faith in love and that daily commitment to to bring your attention inwards, to connect into yourself, even just to feel, you know, and be in your body for a bit or or meditate. And, and I think it's important for people to see because some of the people come to me saying, you know what, I can't seem to make time for meditation and it's hard. And, and to realize that when you're not setting aside time for your spiritual practice to connect with love, to connect with your inner guide, that that entire day that you're spending not in that space, you're actually creating a fear-based practice. Like you're actually, it's like your daily practice of, re, of re-ingraining that fear because you're keeping yourself in it. And so by by not being willing to set aside time for the, the love-based practice, you're just keeping yourself in, in the, on the treadmill of, of this, this fear that continues to unfold and continues to manifest in your world so it feels like it's getting stronger because kind of what we see is what we tend to believe as well. And so there's just the importance of that willingness to, I believe, set aside that maybe that small pocket of time where you do 
sit with yourself and connect and, and almost have a conversation with yourself you know, with your inner guide, but also that moment to moment as you move through your day, the awareness. And, and I've seen huge transformations in my clients simply just through awareness, just by being able to create a distance between the fear that's going on and their awareness of it so they can see it and observe it and then make the choice. Even that in itself can be so transformative. It's huge. You know, it's bigger than eating kale every day. It's bigger than going to yoga. It's bigger than calling a friend. I mean, this 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 relationship with ourselves and cultivating the the self love within is is the key. It's the key to everything. And so, mm-hmm. if we don't make that space and we're too busy, well, then we continue to be in that space of struggle. And once again, it's a choice. And that's a choice we can make. And, you know, the more I think the more we choose struggle, the more the more painful it's it's becoming. And so a lot of us are choosing to do things differently because we've had enough and we know that we're better than this and we deserve better. And we didn't come in to this physical body to experience pain and suffering. We came here to thrive and and be together and and share our gifts and you know, ultimately just play and have fun. Mm. Mm. And so it's worth it, isn't it? I know we've both been on on journeys and it initially can feel like hard work, but it does get easier and it's so freaking worth it because you just are open up to this this life that unfolds. It, It really, I know you use, you often use the phrase, a life beyond your wildest dreams and it really does because your mind can't conceive what is possible when you come from that truthful space that space of love when you you do surrender as you said to the guidance that's within you and you allow things to unfold how they're meant to and it's it's just magical what can happen in your life it's a whole different way of living and being Mm. on the planet Mm. wow Oh, it's so beautiful. I, we've actually, we're coming up to the, the end of our conversation. We've been chatting for half an hour, but I'm just, I'm feeling the love. Like, I feel this has been such oh, a beautiful you. conversation. And I just, um, I can really feel the space that you come from in your work because it, it completely resonates with where I come from as well. And mm-hmm. ultimately, this is, this is how we're, we're, um, healing healing the planet and and shifting uh the the consciousness of what's going on is each of us waking up to that yearning within us to to see things differently to make a change to um experience more love or more happiness or more flow in our life and and i think this conversation is such a beautiful starting point for people who are ready to to take that step so thank you so much for everything that you shared oh thank you so much and i love that you bring up just the global, um, you know, the world as a whole, because, you know, we change the world on the individual level. So, you know, as we begin to heal and and do this work, then we have that, the capacity to really ultimately heal the world. And, and mm-hmm. that's ultimately, I mean, that's ultimately why we do this work. You know, it's not about just us. We wake to, you know, to the fact that um, we can affect every everyone just through uh being who we really are and just through being happy that's the only way we can affect change we can't truly affect change from 
just sitting on a meditation pillow or through being angry or, you know, mm-hmm. any of those any of those extremes. Um, it's really going out there in that really heart-based way. So I think mm. that's really why this work is so important. Mm. Mm. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that, that you feel you wanted to share before we wrap up today? Anything else that you had felt, felt you wanted to say or do you feel like we've, we've covered it? No, I think that was, no, I think that was so great. And yeah, mm. again, just the, the, um, you know, the biggest thing that that I realized that I had no idea would happen was as I had my personal um, transformation I and my sort of personal mission, I woke up to my uh, my global mission and, and it went beyond just my life and, you know, getting what I want. You know, it really turned into something so much bigger. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, again, it, it's always bigger and better than we really could ever imagine. Uh, So that's the Mm. exciting piece Mm. of all of this. (laughs) Yeah, and I just quickly wanted to say on that, because there are a lot of people at the moment I see wanting to come into this line of work to be, you know, inspiring others and coaching others and mentoring others. And ultimately, if you have that feeling that you are here to serve the world in a big way and to create change and awaken others, you know, that starts within yourself, you know, come into your own personal practice and be so, so committed to your own journey of awakening and reconnecting with love. And then it will be a natural flow on effect that you will just shine that light onto others. But if that yearning is there, you know, we have the responsibility to do our own practice first so that we can be that guide for other people. Mm, I love that. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been such an honor to have you here. I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much. I loved it. So fun. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you to everyone who's been listening to us today. And uh, I look forward to chatting to you guys again next week on Awaken Radio. Thank you, Jennifer. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.